0: From Relay FM, this is Analog, episode number 41. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, Build It Beautiful, Red Hat, Different for the Sake of Better Technology, and DevMate, an app development and distribution platform for Mac developers built by Mac developers. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined, as always, by the beautiful Mr. Casey Liss.
1: Oh, well, hello, sir. Already hitting on me. I like where this is going.
0: Yeah, because I'm going to make you sad in a minute, so I figure
1: oh? that I've
0: got to butter you up now before you know I start unloading topics upon you that you don't want to talk about.
1: Oh, great. You know, I am an open book, Mike. There is nothing that I am unwilling to talk about. Oh, really? Totally.
0: What computer are you using today?
1: Right, so i got to go. It's been a pleasure talking <laughs> to you, and I'll see you some other time. <laughs>
0: What did you do? I mean, people probably know, but like you know oh. for the for a very brief overview because i I like these bridging follow outs that we have here, what did you do
1: right so um last night, as we're recording this, uh it was last night that we recorded a t p and I'm a man of habit, and my habit for two years, don't know two and a half years now is I will get um what's I think it's a pint glass. It's like a standard beer glass in America. And I think you guys use the same size glass. I might be wrong, but basically a glass of water. And I sit it to the right of the computer I'm recording on. And I've done that every week for two and a half years. Well, uh, about a month ago, I think it was, I accidentally sideswiped that glass when there was just maybe an ounce or two in it and spilled it on Aaron's computer, which is the designated podcasting computer. Last night... I spilled a lot more than just an ounce onto Aaron's computer and it's dead. Like for real.
0: Like, I don't even really know what to do with you.
1: Oh, I'm an idiot. I'm a total idiot. And then the worst part is I just started to get over it. um, And then I did the ATP edit or my part of the ATP edit where I listened to the show all over again and I heard the crash of my, of me sideswiping the glass and the commotion that followed. And then I got to relive me being just furious with myself about what had just happened. So I got to have it happen, get over it, and then relive it. And it's terrible. And so what I had tried to tell myself and what I tried to to change my habit into being is to use um a, a camel by ba- a camelback um like little nalgene bottle i don't know if you can hear that but that's me shaking the, the bottle that has a little ice in it um so this way if i knock it over and spill it nothing actually spills out but because it's been two and a half years of me using this beer glass for podcasting last night i wasn't thinking anything of it i was kind of in overdrive or autopilot if you will got my glass of water and knocked it over about two thirds of the way through the episode and Aaron's computer without doubt needs a battery. Um, And then I think it needs a fan as well. So this coming Monday, which is a bank holiday for you and Memorial day for us at about 1130. I'm going to be going to the local Apple store and just trying to figure out how bad the damage is from a financial perspective. I'm such an idiot. I'm such an idiot. I've done
0: this. Um, I mean, you guys even mentioned it uh, on when you originally... Yes, but how many times it? have you done it? So, yes, yeah, this thing, when I did it that one time, I then made some changes to my work uh, environment. Huh. Yes, you did, so Mike. The first thing that I did was I got a cantina, right? So if I knock this thing over, nothing's spilling anywhere. And then after that, um, for other reasons, but also to help with, I also raised my laptop, So it's on one of those little thingamajigs. Although when I was talking to Adina today about what you did, I did realize that now my Mac Pro sits on my desk. Mm -hmm. So I'm just being... But like, there's a lot of things in between the Mac Pro and where any liquid would be, Mm -hmm. um, which would catch it. But that is the thing. Like, I love you, and I am so sorry that this happened to you because I know how angry it is, and it's also worse because it's not your computer. But I am really, really surprised that you didn't make an immediate change the first time that you did it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, like it, hurt, it hurts to hear that, but it, I need to be hurt by it because I'm an idiot. Like, I don't know why. Um, it's just, it's such an easy fix to get the, you know, the little camelbacky thing. Why do uh, oh God, it's just, I'm such a man of habit. And, and the habit that I've had for two and a half years was to get a glass of water. And I just didn't even think twice about it because I'm a moron. So yeah, I am very displeased with myself. Now on the plus side, Erin, because she's an angel, was like, oh, you know what, stuff happens. We'll we'll fix it. It'll be fine. Um, but it's not fine. Like that's disrespectful. You know that's the thing is that you know, like you were saying a second ago, it's one thing to be a moron. It's another thing to be a moron twice but it's a whole another thing to be so disrespectful disrespectful of somebody else's stuff which is what I'm doing and I don't, it's not deliberate sure but it's still it's very disrespectful to Aaron to not have made some sort of ad- adjustments or taken precautionary action like you said
0: she's very forgiving and you are very lucky
1: oh d- for a million and 12 reasons that both of those are true
0: because she should be very mad at you
1: oh she should be and i think part of it is because I never thought of myself this way until the last couple of years, and I don't know if it's because I never recognized it or if it's because Aaron has rubbed off on me, but um, Aaron is extremely forgiving of other people, but you don't want to be anywhere near her if she does something and gets angry at herself, which is probably sounding familiar right now because I'm realizing that I'm actually just as bad, if not worse. Um, I was absolutely furious with myself last night. Like, the fact that it happened was frustrating and annoying, but I I wouldn't say I got over it, but I got past it, if that makes sense. But the fact that I just did something stupid twice still just grinds on me, and I'm so angry at myself.
0: So, uh, Well, you should have the first time, but now I hope you've learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> Seriously. yeah, the lesson I'm is... so sorry. <sighs> well, I think probably the worst part of all of this is the feedback that you will receive. Oh, because yeah. the oh, first yeah. time, the first time, you could be mad about getting it, right? When people are saying to you, like, oh, why don't you do this? Because it's difficult to, you know, to, you can't see into the future, right? So I, cause I know you were getting a lot of like crazy feedback from people, and it is
1: frustrating. But now... Oh, and it's deserved. Like, I got, I, got to not, I got to get the feedback, and I just got to, like, swim in it. You know, like Scrooge McDuck style. I need to, like, print out all these emails, put them in a swimming pool, and, like, swim through them. Because I deserve to just wallow in this self-hatred and shame. <sighs> so angry. I'm so sorry. Angry. Eh, it's my own fault. But you know what doesn't make me angry? The most, possibly the most amazing gif I've ever seen in my life. Somebody
0: named Jacob, who's a listener of this show, uh, recreated a um, a, where did this gif come from?
1: So, I had in my library o gifts. I had um, this animation of a uh, what's the kind of polite word for chubby? Is it cherubic? Uh, is that right? No, anyway, it's no,
0: like a cherub.
1: Yeah, you're right. Anyway, so this is chubby. It's an animation. So it's a chubby guy walking around whistling and it says haters going to hate. I think above it. And um, a while back, I genuinely don't remember who it was. Somebody superimposed or not Leo, like photoshopped my head on top of his head so that it's it looks like it's me. Like my head, a picture of my head on top of this animated body strutting along, thinking to himself, haters going to hate. And I use that every great once in a while when like, people make fun of me on Twitter as like a response. Uh, typically, Joe Steele gets it. So then out of the blue, completely unsolicited and without warning, um, Jacob sent me a tweet or sent us an email, which is where I first saw it, but also sent it in a tweet and it's that same GIF, so not not the original animation animated one, but the one with my head on it. However, this time, a Velveeta shells and cheese has been tucked under my right arm. And so I'm strutting around with haters gonna hate and a little thought bubble over my head while carrying what appears to perhaps be a five-pack of Velveeta shells and cheese. It is phenomenal. So...
0: Basically, I want the world to see this in all of its glory, so I'm actually embedding it in the show notes page. <laughs> so some apps show images, uh, so you'll see it in your app, but if you don't see it in the app, then go to the show notes page at relay.fm slash analog slash 41. So forever this episode will will have you strutting around with uh, shells and cheese under your arm, which I think if you ate enough of that, you would be that size.
1: That is true. But nevertheless, it is a delightful gif, and uh, I really appreciate Jacob making it. It it made me laugh out loud when I saw it.
0: So, uh, more follow up for the topic that will never go away. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a guest on the lovely Virginia, uh, Virginia Roberts's show, uh, Steady on Five by Five. Virginia is kind of an online dating coach; like that is her job. Um, she helps people with online dating. She has a kind of a call any type self helpy type show on five by five, and I was a guest of hers um, on an episode that came out this week, um, which and I think you should go listen to it. And it's it's some of what we spoke about here, but that I went into things in a little more depth. And obviously Virginia has great experience with this stuff, so it was really fun to hear her tell me all of the crazy things that i did and like quiz me on why i did things a certain way that i did them so if you've enjoyed hearing us talk about um that kind of stuff over the last few weeks then this should be added to your uh, your playlist here so you can go and check that out in the show notes as well excellent so uh we have a bunch of really interesting kind of Mini topics today that are pretty much all from. I've got a ton of feedback in the last couple of weeks about certain things. Um, and the first one comes from an anonymous listener that we're going to call Jane uh, for this for this uh, feedback. And so this is this is a, a little bit wordy, but uh, I want to read it out because I, I think it's really interesting, and then we can we can comment on it a little bit. Uh, So Jane says, I've made online friends that I became really close to. So this is in regards, yeah, we talk about this, like she was saying about, you know, you talk about dating online, but also making friends online and how that can be. Um, So I've made online friends that I became really close to, but when we met in person, they were rude and disrespectful. This behavior soon leaked into our online conversations, so we don't really talk that much anymore. Uh, She goes on to say, I guess I have some odd mannerisms that people perceive as me maybe being a little bit slow or stupid. So some people subconsciously dismiss anything that I say or talk over me constantly. So this is in like, I think she's saying in her regular um, communication with people. Um, I would say friends, but these people don't sound that friendly. (laughs) Um, What's hilarious, she goes on to say, is when they excitedly tell me about some great new tech thing that I'd mentioned to them months ago. That kind of behavior is what's driven me more towards online friendships in general, where I feel like I have a more equal voice and can at least finish my sentences. But I never expected online friends that I'd talk to as equals to suddenly treat me as beneath them just because we were face-to-face. So, when you connect with someone online, how do you know that they won't be a completely different person in person? It's happened to me more often than not.
1: Hey, that's really interesting. I can't say that I've had... That kind of experience. Um, and I'm trying to think of an example of when I've known someone really well, mostly through um, being online, and then met them afterwards. Like, I'm thinking, like, immediately you and Stephen jumped to mind as examples. But as we've talked about a couple times on the show, I think you and I, and I think this is true of Stephen as well, we hit it off really well up front. And it almost felt like we had known each other for a long time as soon as we met. And so I don't think you guys are good. Ex- well, obviously you're not good examples because you're not jerks, but you know what I mean? Like that, that's certainly not a good example. Um, I can't think of a, of an example in my life, but to answer the question, you know, when you connect with somebody online, how do you know they're not jerks? Not to be flippant, but you don't. Right. And you just have to trust your judge of character and hope that you're judging people well. And you're, protecting yourself however you may need to be it by keeping them distant or by not maybe revealing everything about yourself um but i i think you just gotta kind of go for it you know a lot like with love you know if you don't give it a shot you're never gonna find your wife or husband or you know you're never gonna find that girlfriend or boyfriend that you that you love so dearly and maybe you'll get hurt by them but you know at least before that moment it's usually pretty darn good i don't know what's your experience with this
0: I feel like the the part about this that I found interesting was the way that people can be different when you meet them in person and like it, it can be quite interesting because you know you talk to somebody online but then when you meet them in person you can see their mannerisms and how things like that can change I mean and, and I've I've been on this side of this where I've met people that have been friends of mine, you know, we've a close or just like friendly with. And we've, we've spoken a bunch, even like on the phone. But you meet them in person and they're kind of not that nice. Hmm. Like they can, there are certain things that you don't give away when you're just talking to somebody, especially like over Twitter or something like that. Like you might miss that they can be arrogant or mean or they're not very attentive when they talk to you and that kind of stuff. So I've definitely been in that situation that Jane's been in. Like, You end up meeting people and you're like, okay, I don't dislike you now, but you're not what I expected you were going to be because now you're being not so nice to me and and you've always been really nice.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Again, I would... I'm sure this has happened to me, but I can't think of a good example, but that does make sense. And I'm trying to think of, you know, other examples like when um, when Aaron and I and later you and I met up with Faith last year at WWDC. You know, she was awesome. And, and, And I'm trying to think of I'm just trying to think of anyone that I that I've gotten close with online that I that I then met later. And I can't think of anyone that hasn't been awesome. So I guess really, how do you how do you know they won't be a completely different person in person? Just make sure they're my friend because all my friends have been really nice. And so that's your pro tip for the night.
0: <laughs> I don't know how helpful that is. Yeah, a, I don't that's think that's tip. very helpful at all. I think the thing is is there is no solution to this. Like you can never really know what someone's gonna be like. So I guess for me it would be don't let some morons turn you off things in general. I completely
1: you know? agree with you, and I'm glad you said that. That that there are
0: there are always going to be bad eggs and yep. you, you kind of just have to crack a few eggs to make an omelette. I don't know. I'm, I'm making many egg metaphors in one go now. <laughs> and then don't put all of your eggs in one basket as well. Ding! This week's episode of Analog seems like the perfect time to yep. break. Well It's brought to you by Squarespace. You can start building your website today at squarespace.com and if you enter the code feels at checkout, you will get yourself ten percent off that Squarespace where you can build it beautiful. When it comes to giving yourself a place on the internet, Squarespace is the place you should go. They give you everything that you're gonna need. They put power into your hands and they take away all the stuff that you don't want to have to worry about. If you want to build a website, a store, a portfolio, no matter what you want to put on the internet, Squarespace can help you when I was first starting out with podcasts. I was putting mine on there. Of course, ATP is hosted on Squarespace. Yep. They're very flexible, they're very powerful. They can help you build what you want to build. You can make a site that looks professionally designed, regardless of your skill level. You don't need any coding experience at all. None of that's required because they have intuitive and easy to use tools that can make your website look and feel exactly the way that you want. Squarespace is powered with state-of-the-art technology to make sure that your site is always up. They have fantastic rock-solid hosting. It's going to always be secure and you know, you've know you got the stability built right in. Squarespace are trusted by millions of people and have some of the most respected brands in the world using their platform. They have fantastic templates, they're beautiful, their site templates, and you can Customise them the way that you want to make them look the way that you like. But they all feature responsive web design built right in, so they're going to look great on all screen sizes. But this is just getting started with Squarespace. They have 24-7 support with live chat and email. They have teams located around the world in New York, Dublin and Portland who are there to help you. They have their commerce platform that allows anyone to add a store to their Squarespace site. They have their cover page which allows people to build great looking single page websites. They can do domain stuff as well. If you sign up for an annual plan with Squarespace you'll get a free domain name as well. Squarespace plans start at just $8 a month and you can start a free trial right now with no credit card required. You can start Start building your website today by going to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up, don't forget to use the offer code feels, FEELS at checkout. It's not only going to get you 10% off your first purchase, it will also show your support for analog. Thank you to Squarespace for helping us out at Relay FM. Squarespace,
1: build it beautiful. So, we got another interesting piece of feedback from Chris. And he or she wrote in to say, my question is this, are we as techie people trying too hard to like the watch, and this is the Apple Watch, of course, and forcing a way for it to fit into our lives? Having read Aaron's review from an outsider, I suspect we are. What Chris is referring to is um, I had decided to write my own Apple Watch review, and I wanted to wait until I had mine a week. And then it occurred to me um, a couple of days in that, you know what, I should have Aaron write her own review and post that on my website as well so for the very first time i had someone who is not named casey list uh post something on my website and it was Aaron's review and we'll put that in the show notes and so chris is saying you know geez Aaron's review is not scathing but it's got she she definitely had more cons than pros can in, I say,
0: in yeah. the in the nicest possible way, I found Aaron's review much more interesting than
1: yours. <laughs> That's fine.
0: Yours was a good review, but it was a lot of what I've seen other people say.
1: That's fair. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like from a sentiment perspective.
1: Mm.
0: You know, I, and I don't mean that to be mean. No, 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 not at all. But Aaron was coming at it from a totally different perspective, um, and I really
1: enjoyed it. Well, thank you. I, I'm sure she'll be pleased to, to hear that. Um, and, and you suck, Casey List. <laughs> yeah, right. um, But uh, yeah, so her review, the the kind of too long didn't read version is she likes it, but there are enough, she had enough quibbles about it that she was still kind of raising an eyebrow at it. And I think a lot of the things, to Chris's point, a lot of the things that I'll make um excuses for she's less apt to do so because she didn't come into the watch just wanting to love well she kind of did want to love it but i don't know it's just it it wasn't something she had been looking forward to it wasn't something that she had been thinking about endlessly it just kind of sort of showed up um i told her that i had ordered her one unbeknownst to her um a couple of days after I'd ordered it, which was a couple of days that, you know, I'd ordered the day that they were available for pre-sale. Um And she's going to keep it, but she's definitely kind of raising an eyebrow at it. And I was so glad that I asked Aaron to put that review up there because of exactly what you said, Mike, because as much as I do think that I'm a special snowflake and that I have interesting thoughts that I'd like to share and I, th- I wrote a lot of words on that Apple Watch review. I think it was like between 1,000 thousand two thousand 2,000 words. In the end of the day, it was, from a sentimental point of view, like you said, Mike, oh, yeah, this is really cool, but it's got some problems, was my review. Whereas, what it, whereas Aaron's was a lot more interesting in the sense that it was, I like it, I think, but man, let me tell you, there's some really fundamental things that annoy the crap out of me. And I think that's a really interesting point of view. So I really do appreciate her having uh, spent the time to put that together. Now, how does Adina like hers? Cause she's had hers for about a week now. Is that right?
0: Yeah. So I, uh, because I wanted to talk about this, um, having got gotten that, that feedback, cause it is really interesting, right? Cause it's like, are we trying to just force it into our lives or, or do we actually like it? You know, is yep. Chris's point. Um, And that was why I thought Erin's review was quite interesting because she may be less inclined to false it, to false it, you know, because this isn't just isn't really her thing. So I wanted to ask her, do you know what she thought? And so uh, she was giving, she was talking through today and I was uh, basically writing notes furiously as Mm -hmm. she was talking to me. So she said the first thing that she likes is that she actually has a watch because she doesn't really, she doesn't wear watches. And she's and Marcus is similar to Marco. she likes being able to look at her wrist and see the time right that is something that she likes, mm-hmm. but she likes going further than that that she looks at her watch face, she uses modular um and that it has the date and weather information on it mm-hmm. um she likes that, and she also likes it has her next appointment on and one thing that she says she likes about the appointments is um she uh, because i have a I put everything on my calendar. Right, everything goes in here, that you know, all my meetings, all my shows and stuff. And she likes to try not to bother me if I'm recording or whatever if I'm on a call. Um, so previously, you know, she if she'll send me a message and I didn't reply or whatever, she would then open her calendar up and see, Oh, he's on a call and then wish she wouldn't have bothered me or whatever. But now she can just look at her watch face and it tells her that I'm doing X, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is which she quite likes. And that's because um,
1: you guys have like a shared calendar or something?
0: I have a like what I call my podcasts calendar, and it's where everything relay related Mm -hmm. goes. And I shared that with her for this purpose. Gotcha. Okay. So she knows when I'm recording and stuff like that. Um, but she did have a couple of things that she did want. Uh, like she would like to be able to interact with things without having to talk into her watch so much. Mm. So she would, Mm -hmm. you know, because she doesn't want to talk into her watch in the office. And I mean, I have no problem with it because I'm working at home a lot of the time. Um, plus, I don't really care about doing it in the street either, um, but she would like to not have to do that. But I yeah. guess that I think that sort of stuff is going to going to come with 2.0. Um, I think there's going to be more that we'll, we'll see in actionable notifications and stuff like that to help a lot of those things out. Um, she says uh, she likes that she... So Adina tends to have her phone completely on silent. So she doesn't get any kinds of notifications because she doesn't like to be bothered with stuff. But she does actually like that with the watch; she's more reachable um, because it's she has less things going to it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she's able to like see what's happening without being bothered so much. That makes you know, sense. Think, things just come in and that kind of thing, uh, and then it's it it's totally fine. You know, she sees it; she can do what she wants of it, deal with it. Um, she likes that she's able to check things subtly. You know, she's in a meeting. She gets a message and she looks at it. And then one other thing. So this is, I like this. This is a nice little story. And it, and it this was one of the reasons why, for me, why I think the Apple Watch works in our relationship. Uh, and I think it was one of the reasons she's going to keep it. So I had, I went to the doctors a couple of weeks ago for something. I'm totally fine. Um, And she sent me a message to ask if I was okay and i said i was fine although i was nervous but about going in but i was i just said i oh, no i'm fine then she sent me her heartbeat and i sent her mine and my heartbeat was fast
1: oh that's adorable and kind of weird all at the same time so then she knew that i wasn't feeling good
0: and reacted accordingly
1: hmm. that's a really that's good story that's pretty cool right yeah
0: that's one of those little things you know apple could put that in a commercial
1: yeah no, I love it that's that's a really awesome story did so did did you guys like talk about it after the fact that that you were kind of freaking out and that's how she knew or um or did it just kind of go unsaid
0: well she just was, i can't remember like the exact details but she was mm-hmm. just like you know it's gonna be okay that kind of thing and I was like yeah yeah no i'm 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 fine we're gonna be good. you know I'm gonna be okay but like it, I didn't know that she knew that from my
1: heartbeat until she told me earlier today okay gotcha gotcha that's yeah. very cool. So, what did you say when you when you found that out? Were you like, "Whoa"?
0: I thought that it was incredibly sweet.
1: No, I I agree, but man, I I don't know if I would have even put two and two together to be honest. So that's very very astute of her.
0: Yeah, she's a smart cookie. Indeed. Cool. So, yeah, what do you? So, is Erin gonna take us back? Like, you gonna return no,
1: it? no? Today is the day to return it. We aren't returning it, so we're gonna hold on to it. It's, I think it's one of those things where. Um, I think, I genuinely think she does like the watch. I think it's hard for her to justify the cost of it. Um, because she is, she doesn't like spending money unless it's something that she's really going to like really enjoy. And, and, and I don't really have that problem, which is to say I do have a problem and I spend too much money, (laughs) but, um, but I think she likes the watch. I think in some ways it has improved her life, like being able to at least acknowledge a text message or something like that. Um, while she's holding Declan or whatever. But in other ways, I think it's almost more frustrating because just like Adina said, and like Aaron said in her review, she can't take action on a lot, especially if she's unwilling to dictate to Siri, which, um, very much like Adina, Aaron is mostly unwilling to dictate to Siri. Um, And so it's it's like a double edged sword, but it seems like she has come around enough that she didn't necessarily want to return it. Although I can't help but wonder if that's because she thinks I'll like cry if she does. (laughs) So I don't know.
0: I think it's one of those things that she that you know Aaron might. Like, you know, you know how we're kind of forcing these ways upon ourselves maybe to find things to do with them. I think she may just over time just find some new stuff.
1: I think you're right. And I think with uh, OS updates, I suspect that other things will improve that, that kind of grind her gears right now. And I can't think of a specific example, but I just think it'll get better over time. And, um, and I think she'll appreciate that when that happens.
0: So I just received tap and a sketch from the oven
1: room. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I should uh I should send Erin my heartbeat actually since she is uh putting Declan to bed as we speak. So you keep you keep on and uh I'll be with you in just a moment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so we do have some uh some more here. Uh we have something I'm receiving lots of sketches here and I'm not a hundred percent sure what they're about.
1: Yeah, is that distress or is that just her saying hello? I'm not sure. Do you need a moment? No,
0: I think she was drawing a bumblebee.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, though, to, to kind of turn this into another mini topic, I am the worst at drawing sketches on the watch. Like every oh, time, every time I think I've got like, I think I think it through and I think, OK, I know exactly how I can dumb this down to be just a few strokes on the watch. And I know exactly how I'm going to do it. This is going to be perfect and I'm trying to draw Bumblebee and it ends up like three lines that look like a hamburger menu. It's just so yeah. bad. I run out of space so quick. God, yes, me too. Oh God, it's I'm so bad. All right. What other follow-up and, uh, and what not do we have for tonight?
0: So this is something interesting from, uh, from Brandon. Um, and Brandon said, during Analog episode 40... Uh, you spoke about the work that you put into in- producing Inquisitives behind the app series, so that's for me, naturally. Uh, I love this series and look forward to it every week. Once, uh, once at one point, when you were rather late to post an episode of the show, I remember being concerned, hoping that you were doing okay. Uh, when you revealed an analog that the personal toll that the show had taken on your life, it felt kind of like a kick in the stomach. When you mentioned that you'd gotten so busy that you couldn't leave the house at times, it was like discovering a close friend was suffering in silence as I merrily went about my life. Of course, we don't know each other, but as a relay FM junkie, I hear your voice in my ears many hours each week, probably more than anyone outside of my immediate family. So even though it's one-sided, it feels like we're close. It's been exciting. I've been excited to watch the success of relay FM unfold as you follow your dream, and I'm sorry to hear that you suffered along the way. So I think there's a few things to unpack here. Um, it's stuff that we've gone over before, but... This was quite this was a very interesting email to me and it touched
1: me a little bit. Yeah, that's that's um, really awesome. That was Brandon that sent that in and that's yeah. that's a really that's a really observant person who genuinely gives a crap and 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 both of those are very very awesome.
0: So I like, I wanted to just kind of break some of this stuff down a little bit. So the first part is I was completely swamped by behind the amp. Like that was something that was a real thing. So the week that Brandon noticed that I was a, a day or so late posting the show was because I just wasn't ready.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there was just one, and then there was another week where I just skipped it completely because it was just like I can't, I can't get one out in time. So that was definitely a thing. Like there, there were times during the whole process where I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. And and it was tough. It was really tough. Um, And then also the other part of like the one-sided relationship, which is something that I totally, totally understand. Oh, same here. So there were so many people that I have felt like that with like shows that I listen to. And I'm like, and I luckily I'm friends with quite a few of these people now, but not everybody. Like there's still loads of people that I listen to that. I feel like I know as a friend, that don't even know who I am. Like, I'm not even on their radar. But, like, I have followed them for years, and I know all this stuff about them, and I read their blogs, I listen to their podcasts, and I follow them on Twitter. So, like, in my mind, I have this whole map about them as a person, which kind of goes back a little bit to, to what Jane was talking about earlier, you know, mm-hmm. like, building this mental map of someone.
1: Yeah. Um. Can I take this on a quick tangent? Is I this, would love you to. Is this better is it better or worse when you have someone that you know is aware of your existence but maybe doesn't follow you or your work nearly as much as you follow theirs so mm. I'm, I'm trying to think of a concrete example but maybe like maybe there's a podcaster that that i know and i have been following their work really closely and i've met this person And so I know they're aware of me and maybe they even listen to this show or maybe they listen to ATP, but they don't, they don't have this like voracious appetite for, for my work like I have for theirs. Does that make you feel, is that almost worse that, you know, because you're not just a stranger to them, you're like that guy that they sort of pay attention to or is that better?
0: I don't know actually, because then like you become friends with someone and it's like you expect them to kind of listen to all of your stuff or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah, I know I know what you mean by that, and it can be a bit in the same kind of way a little bit kind of off putting. Yeah. Because there's still there's still it's not like one sided, it's like one and a half sided.
1: <laughs> exactly. And so you don't wanna you don't wanna totally like get all fanboy in front of them, fanboy like in front of them, because you wanna kinda be like, No, I'm cool. We're peers ish, maybe, possibly. But at the same time, you're like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! There's that person," you know. <laughs> and so, it's it's a tough thing. It's a great—I mean, it's a wonderful problem to have. Don't get me wrong. But it's still—it's like it—it it almost makes it more awkward because it's it's expect it's not it's not as acceptable for you to go all like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" because they kind of know who you are, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Carry on.
0: No, it's it's cool, uh, but yeah, that was kind of what what I had said. That I just thought it was a really nice email, so I wanted to share it and kind of just go over those things and be like, yeah, I, I was swamped by it, but you know, and I appreciate any concern that people have for me, which is so heartwarming. Um, but you know, I think that you know I got through it; and it's fine, and I've learned from it, and I'm moving on. Um, and you know, just to reiterate, like the one-sidedness, like that. The, it's kind of you know it's one-sided to a point, but. it's it's, like I know Brandon's face like I see him on Twitter a bunch like he's somebody that I recognize um so it's not completely one-sided but it's just like I maybe well I, I don't know as much about his life as he maybe seems to know about mine because he listens to everything it's just a very interesting phenomenon yeah but it's something that even as people where we have you know people that listen to our stuff I still feel the same with people like that I admire
1: yeah, it's the, I same, it's the same kind of thing. Totally agree, and it's funny. We kind of touched on this a couple episodes ago, I think. But you know, somebody had I think thrown in a relay your feels of, do you get to know people that you converse with a lot on Twitter? And it occurred to me after that question came in that some people, and as per usual, I can't think of a concrete example, but um, there's some people like uh, that I'll remember. Oh, they drive they drive an Audi, and that I know that because we've talked about cars a handful of times or something like that. Like. I wouldn't say I know a lot of people that I interact with on Twitter um, terribly well, but I do find that I'll know like one little fun fact about a lot of these people that I talk with a lot. And, um, and I think that's kind of nice, especially because my memory is so crappy and I like it. If I can remember, Oh yeah, that's the guy that drives the Audi or, Oh, that's the one that went to tech, you know, the same school I did or whatever the case may be. Um, and so I'm trying to be better about that, but it doesn't always work out. Alright. Cool, should we take a break? Yes, please.
0: This episode of Analog is also brought to you by DevMate. On April twenty-sixth, MacPore, the developer of Clean My Mac, is releasing a completely new and unique platform for Mac developers called DevMate. DevMate is an app development and distribution platform for Mac developers built by Mac developers. Selling Mac apps is a bit of a hot topic of conversation right now. There's a bunch of people talking about selling apps outside of the Mac App Store, and that's exactly what DevMate can help you do. Whether you're an indie developer or an established company, DevMate provides you with everything you need to get your apps ready for release and sale outside of the Mac App Store. DevMate is basically a Swiss army knife for developers. A single SDK takes hours of tedious code off your hands, making it incredibly easy to set up product licensing, deliver updates to customers, get user feedback, and integrate crash reporting. the Devmate dashboard pulls data in real time reports and funnels and funnels which show application usage, customer statistics, revenue and sales data, campaign efficiency, conversion funnels, crash reports, update performance, and so much more devmates dashboard basically works as a centralized place for app management that also helps you interact with your customers and gather their feedback if you're a mac developer you need to check this out this is just awesome stuff like DevMate is ready to become your one-stop shop to help you sell your apps outside of the Mac App Store. You can find out more about DevMate by going to devmate.com. It has some like it has some of the people that are currently using them right now. It's Great companies that we know and have worked with before and that we love. If you are looking. If you make apps, Mac apps, and you want to sell outside the the app store, or maybe you do it and you want something that's better, it really does look like DevMate is going to be the thing for you. So you can find out more about DevMate by going to devmate.com, D-E-V-M-A-T-E.com. Registration for their system opens on May 26th. Thank you so much to DevMate for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. All right,
1: so should we talk a little Relay Your Feels?
0: Yeah, this is actually... So we do have our regular relay of fills coming in a bit. Um, but this was one question that came through that I wanted to turn into a little bit of a mini-topic before we do kind of the rapid-fire stuff a little later on. I say rapid-fire. all It's all big stuff today. Um, <laughs> this one came through a couple of weeks ago, and it actually dovetails uh, for into something that I wanted to talk about, um, which is me saving for a house and Richard asked why are you still living at home like if you don't mind me asking you know, so if it's too personal a question you don't have to ask, answer that and by living at home like I mentioned before I still live at home with my mum and now Adina lives here too um, so I'll get to all of this so I never went to university um, I we have college here, what we call college here, which is the ages of sixteen to eighteen. I did that. Uh, that I was going to go to university, but I was going to take a year and get a job. I got a job working for a bank, um, and then liked the money and never wanted to leave. Uh, so I, you know, I basically spent a couple of years working. So I never moved away. So I lived at home, um, and then maybe about. Two and a half years ago, or something like that, I was getting ready to move in with a previous, uh, previous girlfriend, but the relationship ended. We weren't really close, but we were getting to that point. We were going to move into rent, um, but that didn't happen. And now Edina is here with me. Um, we live here, like kind of my home with my mum. So it's the basically I have two brothers. They have both left, so the house more than enough space for the three of us. So at the moment, um. Me and Adina are saving to buy a house. We've decided not to rent. We were looking at that, but we've decided we want to buy a house because I, especially, and she agrees with me because she's had to do this for years. I don't want the instability of a landlord. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, I don't like the thought of being somewhere for a year and then they're like, "Oh, you have to move out now."
1: Yeah, that's extremely tough. I don't. Blame I
0: don't you. want to live like that. Um, and I know that there are loads of problems for owning as well, but it's just something that I want to do. Uh, that That's how I feel that I want to be. So uh, then there's this other point of it, like right now I think where uh, this is definitely more my thought of considering where we're going to live. Um, so obviously we're thinking about where in London, but I'm also toying very lightly with the idea of will we buy a house in England?
1: Or maybe somewhere else, or maybe across the pond. USA, you, uh, Oh, sorry. <clears throat> uh, so where, where would that be, Mike?
0: This is something that I mention a couple of times, and Adina's like, Aah. so <laughs> you know, and I totally understand that because it's. Like, has she been I
1: here? Mean, I don't recall. No, she hasn't. Uh well, you can't expect—not that you do—but you can't expect her to be too particularly enthusiastic, having never been.
0: Of course, of course, and also like you know, she has a job here. She has a life here. And I get that. So what will most likely happen is we'll buy here and then move again in a few years' time. Uh, But, I mean, I wouldn't... If there was no problems, then I would probably just cut out the middleman and we'll just get a place in America, but it's not that simple. Um, I want to show her Portland because of everywhere that I've been so far, that's where I want to live. Mm-hmm uh it's the portland is the only place that has really spoken to me in a way as like you could live here and would enjoy it here mm-hmm. um and i felt that within like an hour of being in portland so the hopeful plan is uh that we me and adina will be coming to xoxo this year
1: and that's in september or october is that right september okay
0: um so i mean i want to show her america i want to show her portland because i think she'll, she'll like it and i also want her to have a feel for somewhere that i think would be nice for us both to live one day
1: right right have um, you been to austin texas out of curiosity no i haven't austin's I haven't. austin's really nice because um might be a bit too hot for me uh, quite possibly it's yeah it, I'm, this is going to be really polarizing but I genuinely think, in my personal opinion, that the the kind of heat does make a difference. Some people say I'm crazy. Some people say I'm right. But in a very, very humid area, uh, not that much temperature can make it feel really terrible. And in a very dry area like Austin, a surprising amount of temperature, like 100 and some degrees Fahrenheit, is surprisingly livable. It's not necessarily fun, but it's surprisingly livable. Um I also was really excited to see that you intend to show her Richmond before Portland uh, as per the document here. I
0: think you added that in.
1: No, definitely not. You, you I would never do such a thing.
0: Well, I haven't seen Richmond.
1: <laughs> to be honest, it's very unremarkable and Portland is Having never been to Portland, I'm sure that Portland is way cooler than Richmond will ever be. But It's really cool. I know it is. And and weird. You know, the, they say the 90s are alive in Portland. They are. <laughs> Um, but is she, it, I presume you've told her that you that you hope to at least visit Portland with her. I mean, this is not this is not a surprise to her, right?
0: No, she wants to go there. Um, okay. I want her to come to XOXO. I want her to meet the friends of mine that are going to be there. You know, it will be nice, and you know, we'll stay maybe for a little bit longer uh, there just to you know get a real feel for the place. But um, I would like. Had to consider it, and I think the, the only way to really do that is to show other place.
1: Sure. How is have you spoken with your mom about this at all? Does she have an opinion on this?
0: Everyone knows I'm moving to America one day. In my family, um, it's kind of been one of the it's it's something I've wanted to do since I was a little boy. Why is that? I have no idea. Hmm. I always wanted to move to San Francisco, and I've been to San Francisco, and I don't think I want to move to San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco I, it, the problem that I have is. I built San Francisco up like over 10, 15 years in my mind as a place. And when I got there, it's perfectly nice, but it's not what I wanted it to be. It's not a magical dreamland.
1: It depends on your perspective, but I, I tend to agree with you. I love visiting San Francisco, but it's not my personal cup of tea, but I can absolutely see why people would enjoy it.
0: It's not different enough to London, to be honest.
1: Well, I, I I mean, it's, way it's, it's very London. different.
0: It's very different. But like the things that are maybe good about San Francisco are like there are things in London that are also it doesn't fit when I go there. It's not like this is this place is worth me moving across the world for.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. It's funny you uh, bring all this up. I feel like I've told you this, although I don't know if I did on the air. Um, two jobs ago, I worked for a defense contractor, an international defense contractor. And they had a fairly or i believe have a fairly big um installation in New Malden. Does that ring a bell to you? It's outside London, I think Southwest of London. Maybe I'm making that. maybe I'm making that up but um there was there was some place outside London that they had a pretty big installation, and this was right around the time Aaron and I got married and I talked to Aaron, and I was like, "Would you move to London with me?" She said, "Well, yeah, probably." And I asked my boss. I was like, "Hey, send me to London for a year or two. I want to go." And they basically said, mm, "Yeah, that's not going to happen." <laughs> but hmm. um, for a brief window of time, I really wanted to move to the UK, and then I never ever put my money where my mouth was. Maybe that's what we'll do: is you'll come to America, and I'll go to the UK.
0: Yeah, we could just we can just high five along the way. <laughs>
1: nice. Oh goodness! All right, so there was the-
0: like like the other part of it is like the like for me, anyway, there have always been things that kind of got in the way of me going out and moving on my own. Like mm-hmm. uh, one of those things was relay or my other business, like podcast business endeavors. Like I was putting all my money into those, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of just like all my money was going in there, and I'm like, I'm now able to start saving again because I was, I didn't have any
1: savings, right. Well, geez, why?
0: Yeah, because I was pouring it into stuff. So yeah, and I'm now at the point now where I can do that, and I'm saving money, and it's it's kind of moving along, and I'm happy with the, with what we're doing. So
1: that's awesome. Um, yeah, it, it turns out that I believe that I am correct, and that New Malden is a place. It is outside London, and it is in fact southwest of London. So I'm pretty proud of myself for actually remembering all that.
0: Congratulations.
1: Yay. All right, so uh anything else with regard to the house discussion? I mean, it makes perfect sense. I know so many people um in the states that that do basically the exact same thing. Um they live at home for sometimes just a year or two, sometimes several years in order to save up to buy a house. Uh my little brother did it. Aaron did it when we were engaged but not yet married and she was working. Um she lived with her dad, and that's most of the reason why we could afford a house was because she had little to no expenses, and we just saved all of her salary, and that was the down payment on the house I'm sitting in right now. So I completely commend you for doing it. I think I think it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yep, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, but it's it's a big thing on the horizon now.
1: Excellent. Well, good luck with it. I, I hope that this show is still around when you uh, go through like the house hunting process and And moving in and all that, because I think it'll, there are quite a bunch of feels that come from that whole extravaganza, so, (laughs) well, plenty to talk about.
0: Cool. So we have a couple of Relay Your Fills this week. Relay Your Fills is brought to you by Red Hat. What does it mean when every commercial bank in the Fortune 500 relies on Red Hat for enterprise software? Or every department in the executive branch of the U.S. government? Or every airline in the Fortune Global 500? It means that more than 90% of all of the companies in the Fortune 500 as a whole understand the value supported enterprise open source software can bring their business. If the value of open source is the rapid innovation, freedom, and interoperability that comes with community-powered technology, then the value of Red Hat is taking responsibility for that technology, testing it, enhancing security, and certifying that it will work in your data center. So what is Red Hat doing that is making such a big difference? Well, it's simple. Simple, but not easy. They make sure you can get all of the benefits of open source without the risk of doing it all yourself. No one else can make that promise, much less keep it. So visit redhat.com to see how they can help your enterprise of application development, storage, and cloud computing. Red Hat, different for the sake of better technology.
1: All right, so to get into the real Relay Your Feels, Nicholas wrote in and said, which relationship anniversaries do you still celebrate? Um, I think this is an excellent question. I don't remember if I covered this when Stephen filled in for you a while back. Um, and certainly even if I did, I don't know that you did, but, um, we, Aaron and I, we recognize, um, both our dating anniversary and our wedding anniversary. Um, I feel like a lot more people than I thought recognize their dating anniversary and i still think that's important because there wouldn't have been a wedding without the original um us dating you know starting to date um i i don't we don't really make a terribly big deal out of either anniversary but they are always recognized usually we'll go out to a really nice dinner usually at the same restaurant um, for the dating anniversary which is in january and for a wedding anniversary often but not always coincides with some sort of event or mini vacation. As it turns out, this year um, we're going to be away for a week leading up to um, a wedding. And in theory, we will uh, be going to the same place we had our honeymoon if everything goes out, works out, as I hope. So that's what we do. How about you and Adina?
0: Um, At the moment, for us, it's just the like first date anniversaries which is what we count as our anniversary that's it Mm -hmm. Um, we only have that one right now so maybe you know we need more time of course you know wedding anniversaries that kind of thing that adds on top of that but i think at the moment we just have that one
1: sitting here now if you were to get married tomorrow for the sake of conversation do you think you would continue to recognize your dating anniversary
0: uh sure
1: yeah, I think so. I think it
0: still seems like an important one.
1: I agree. I, I mean, I, I like recognizing it. I, I it's think like, it's kind of
0: cute. When we, it, for us, it's like the day we first met as well. So it's like, you know, it's a big one.
1: Yeah. See, and that's why, you know, it, it. It like I said, it's in some ways it's almost more important than, than the wedding anniversary, or at least to me anyway. Yeah. Uh, I like Tizak's um, idea in the chat room. He or she said, you should make a bowl of Velveeta to celebrate. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> all right what else do we have for relay your feels um
0: we should have one more this week this comes from jacob uh maybe this is a relay of feels he said but you and he's talking to you casey but you are the only podcaster i engage with on twitter because you actually reply Thanks, <laughs> he says. so pa- casey do you have a policy for
1: this uh no i wouldn't say i have a policy um i try to reply to to reply or Favorite, if it's something that I like and don't really have anything fun to say in return, I try to reply or favorite most things that are said to me. Um, I that doesn't always work out, and certainly if things are busy either at home or or at work, then I'm a lot less diligent about it. But if someone has taken the time to write me on Twitter and I can respond with 140 characters or less, and that is an equally good response then I try to give I try to reply if I can. This is different from email where they could write a three hundred word email, and it's almost rude to write back a three word reply. and so I'm over time and we've talked about this a lot on the show, over time, I'm letting go of replying to emails. Um, but I try to reply on Twitter. Do, do you not I mean I see you reply to a lot of stuff. do you I feel like you have a similar policy?
0: Yeah, so I feel like I kind of try my hardest to do it. Um, but I have more recently I guess find myself like reading things a lot like I take them in, I smile about stuff like fave things, but I don't reply to everything anymore. Like I reply where I feel like there's some sort of like it's necessary in some way, but I don't think it's as much as I used to. But, like, I am, I'm not consciously doing it, but it's something that I've noticed. And I'm not ignoring people, but, like, some stuff I, like, read it, and I'm like, all I would be saying is, like, yes to this. Like, I don't really know what to say mm-hmm. sometimes. Um... But I try and I, I always reply like if somebody asks me a question or something like that. Well, at least I say that. I'm sure there would be scenarios where I haven't and I apologize if I haven't. But I guess sometimes maybe things get missed. I don't know. It's a it's a difficult thing. But I know that I love getting feedback for stuff over Twitter. Like it's my favorite medium. It's just easy to digest and it's just a great way to receive that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, I agree with you that the biggest likelihood that you can have for me actually replying, well, God, that sounds so self involved, but here I, I'm committed you know it, it it's more likely for me to reply to something on Twitter than an email or just about anything else because it's so quick and easy for me to give back as much as you've given me. I think that's what I was trying to say earlier about email that you can give me a whole lot, but it's gonna take a whole lot for me to give back a whole lot. whereas with Twitter you could only give me but so much, and I can only give back but so much. And so it keeps us, it kind of forces us to be on a level playing field, which is why I like it so much. Yeah. Cool. Does that do it?
0: I think that does it. Excellent. want to find the show notes for this week, head on over to relay.fm slash analog slash 41. Thanks again to our lovely sponsors, DevMate, Squarespace, and Red Hat. And we'll be back
1: next time. Until then, say goodbye, Casey Liss. I'll see you later, Mike.